0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. We have an amazing episode today for you with Candice Jalili. She is hysterical, dynamic, amazing, and you will definitely learn a lot from her. I certainly did, and I really enjoyed our conversation. But before we get into that, just going to answer some of your questions. And tell you some things that are on my mind, like the fact that we're moving in less than a week, which is insane. I've lived in my apartment my whole adult career. Like after college, I moved in with my parents and then I moved here into this apartment that I only have for four or five more days until I move. And it's kind of crazy. They never like no one talks about how much anxiety moving causes, or maybe they do. And I'm just like, listening to the wrong podcasts. But it is really scary. Like I'm usually one to embrace change. But my boyfriend and I have been like up every night with anxiety about like, oh my God, like what well, the nightstands that we got like fit in this thing. Should we go back and measure it? Did we get the right rug? Or should we recreate this room that we saw on the CB2 website? Like it's very stressful and also so expensive, like insanely. So like, don't move. Just stay exactly where you are. But I'm really excited. We're going to get, have two bathrooms. And two bathrooms is honestly the key to a successful relationship, which is what every single person in a successful long-term relationship has told us. So we're very excited about that. Someone asked if there's a podcast episode that talks about how to argue better with your partner. If not, it would be interesting. Small arguments between my partner and I can sometimes lead into huge fights when we don't communicate well. Their emotions go from zero to a hundred and I can have a hard time seeing their perspective and thinking I'm always right. So this is really tough. I will say, and like something we kind of touched on this week on Insta, it's like, I do think that a good relationship like should be easy for the most part. But when it comes to fighting, like you do have to, no matter how "Quote unquote," easy your relationship is, at least in the beginning, you will have to figure out how to fight well. So that means getting rid of toxic behaviors that you might've carried on from past relationships or from family. Like for example, you know, I've talked about this in the podcast before, but like I'm a yeller or like that's my default. So now fighting with my boyfriend, like I just, I don't yell. Like I've taught myself that that's not how you do things. And I think you know, instead of letting the small arguments lead to huge fights, you have to be vulnerable in a fighting scenario. You have to say something like, like that default that we learned when we were in middle school. That's like, when you do blank, it makes me feel blank. And, you know, like, try your best to get them to understand your perspective, but more importantly, try your best to understand their perspective. If both of you are trying to understand the other person instead of trying to make your point, I guarantee that you will resolve and that you'll feel better after the fight because that's what it's all about, right? If you're not feeling better after your fights with your partner, then what are you doing? Then that's a red flag, I think. Any episode on dealing with tough mother-in-laws or moms of boyfriends, like when they're super intense and overprotective and treat their sons like a husband, lol. That's tough. I I will say, like, I'm very lucky and that my boyfriend's mom is wonderful, but I think I know I have a friend, like I have friends who have, you know, mother-in-laws and like crazy Jewish moms that are very overbearing with their sons you know religion or not i think moms of sons can be this way and it is weird i think it's it's also hard when the mom let's say is like single or divorced because they don't have like a male figure in their life anymore so their son is like that person to them and they're even more overprotective of them but i think that you just have to make sure that your partner is self-aware about it and like the biggest red flag would be if they were like, oh my God, what do you mean? My mom's amazing. My mom's like the best. As opposed to being like, I know my mom is, you know, this way, but like you will be the number one in my life because that's really what it has to be, right? Eventually, like you are the number one woman to them. Obviously their mom is so important and there's like this respect that you have to have for their relationship and you enable them to like have one and you encourage that. But like you need to be number one, especially when you start a family. So just make sure that they have awareness about this. This is so funny. This keeps coming up. I guess it's like engagement season. Someone asked, should you mention ring shopping to the man or wait for him to bring it up? I don't believe in ring shopping. I don't think it's cute. I think that it takes away the fun, it takes away the surprise. If you want your man to know what ring you want, tell everyone in your life other than him, or tell him when your friend gets engaged and he's like and you're like, Oh my God, do you see her ring? And he's like, Yeah, do you like that? And you're like, No, this is the one I like. Should you tell them what you want for engagement, like a party or photographer? Absolutely if you have any other friends that get engaged, this is when these topics come up. Our friends just got engaged and we're so excited for them. She was like telling us that, you know, he proposed and then like a photographer popped out of a bush. And I told my boyfriend and I was like, that's amazing. I'm so happy there was a photographer there. And like we discussed in depth, like, do we want a photographer? Like, would it be good to have a photographer there? You know, for if, if I got engaged type thing, you know, without like directly saying it. How to meet people at weddings slash general thoughts about bridesmaids and weddings. I think we put too much pressure on meeting people at weddings. The best way to meet people at a wedding is just to be like in a good mood, in good spirits, try to be show up for the bride and groom and be outgoing and, and talkative. Talk to the people at your table. Talk to... The bartender, just go around talking to people. But if you put too much pressure on, like, you know, I'm a bridesmaid, I'm walking down the aisle with this groomsman and like we have to hit it off. Like it's not gonna happen. But I do have friends who met their husbands at weddings and it was very organic. It was just like this flirtation that they had, and it can happen for sure. And there's lots of weddings, you know, coming up now that the world is opening up. So you never know. Always, always look your best. How to tell if you're accidentally friend zoning guys who are interested. This one's tough to me. I don't think that you are like, I think that if a guy is friend zoned or thinks he's friend zoned, he's going to like keep trying anyway. So I don't think that that's like a real issue. But if you, if you like someone, then like show them that don't accidentally friend zone them, give them an opportunity, like maybe get drinks with them or something like that. Someone said what to talk about with your therapist. This is perfect timing because we had an ad for Talkspace in this episode, which I'm really excited about. And I hope that you do try it as a result. I like to talk about, like I like to keep note of things that happen when I'm not seeing my therapist so that I can bring that to her and say something like, you know, this happened. This is like what I learned. This is what I want to get better at and kind of have like a goal for what you want to accomplish. Like I, in a session recently, was feeling really down because of like bad podcast reviews, which is so stupid because like everyone gets bad reviews. But I went in and I basically wanted her to help me handle criticism better. Like whatever you think that you need help being better at is a perfect thing for therapy. Even if it's like work stuff, they can help you with that also. So... Definitely make sure you write everything down. That's something that has really, really helped me. Sex rules. Three dates versus official versus saying I love you before sex. Yeah, I would never say I love you before sex because I definitely wouldn't love them if the sex was horrible. I would say don't wait three dates because everyone thinks you're going to wait three dates and that's like so basic at this point. I personally would probably wait anywhere from like six to 10 dates. I usually wait like three weeks up to a month when I'm first dating someone. And that's because I really want to work on that connection with them before it becomes physical. And also because the buildup is just really hot. I've talked about it a lot on the podcast before, so I'm not going to spend more time on that now. And how to navigate talking about your love life with a friend who is sensitive or salty about theirs? This is a great question and it's really, really hard because I have friendships that I love the person so much, but because we are in such different relationships, there is a wedge between us that is like invisible, but I feel it. And I feel like when I was in a not as great relationship, we like had more in common, if that makes sense. And now I just, because I feel so like healthy in my now relationship, I feel weird talking about it to her when I know that like she doesn't have the same situation in hers. I would honestly just not really bring it up. Like you have to have another friend who's in a more similar situation. So I would go to them. Like I know it sounds sad, but like you don't want to be so excited about your love life with someone who's really not excited about theirs. Like it's just not a good not a good combo. And there's so many more things I want to answer, but I'm going to save them. We'll do a solo full episode soon. And now for Candice. We have a really exciting announcement coming up. It's not yet launched, but we may or may not be Relaunching our merch. And I am so excited. We've been working so hard. And one thing that I've been using, in addition to an amazing graphic designer, shout out Kelly Alvarez, is Issue. If you haven't heard of Issue, it's an all in one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content. So, like marketing materials, magazines, flipbooks, brochures, lookbooks, in our case. And it just makes it so easy. For you to use like programs that you already have and incorporate them into issue. So like Canva, which is something that I use, Dropbox, I also use InDesign. I don't use because I'm, you know, not that talented. But if you are, you need to be using issue because it helps creators, marketers, designers, and anyone who wants to make content t- content that stands out. And you can use it for free or you can use it. The premium way. But either way, you get a really great discount. So get started with issue today for free. Or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. I-S-S-U-U slash podcast with promo code ACME. Start making amazing content. I've been doing these Q&As every Friday, and a question that keeps coming up time and time again is, where are your necklaces from? And do you shower with them? And how do they not get like rusty? And do you sleep with them? Do you work out with them? Like, how do you do this? And I'm telling you, it's because they're from Majuri. Like if you haven't dipped into the Majuri pool yet, that's really on you because it is the best jewelry I have found. Like also you're supporting women because Majuri has a team of over 80% women. It's a company by women for women. And it's not about waiting for some man to gift you jewelry. No, you can gift your damn self some jewelry, like 14 karat, solid gold staples, super stackable rings, the occasional like pearls, everyday diamonds. It's all handcrafted and ethically sourced. I personally love they have like a bumblebee ring. They've got astrology jewelry. I love my Libra ring and my Libra bracelet. I have this engraved horizontal bar necklace that I wear every single day. I've never taken off and it's so cute. And I'm just obsessed. And I really want you guys to be able to enjoy Majuri the way that I have been. All you have to do is go to majuricom slash Acme, and you'll actually get 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash Acme for 10% off your first order. Trust me, don't wait around for anyone else to get you jewelry. Get it for yourself. It's called self-care majuri.com slash Acme. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with dating expert and author of Just Send the Text, Candice Jalili. Hey, Candace.
1: I am so excited to be on here. Thanks for having me.
0: So excited to have you. So Candace, for our listeners who aren't familiar with you, how old are you and where are you from?
1: I'm 27 and I'm from San Francisco. I live in New York.
0: Love it. And what is your current relationship status?
1: I am engaged.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. So exciting. And how did you meet your partner? It's so funny. I was like walking with my friend last night and she was like, I love stories of how people met. Like I'm obsessed with them. And I was like, same. So tell us.
1: So we met at a bar in Montauk, Sloppy Tuna, for those who are familiar.
0: Oh my god, how do you meet someone at Sloppy Tuna? I feel like everyone's just like it's like a can of sardines.
1: Yeah. It wasn't like a adorable. I mean he did propose to me the day we met. What? Explain. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I think he proposed to a lot of people. I think it was like his move that summer. But yeah, I had just sort of recently gotten over someone. I was kind of feeling myself. It was a very fun summer. My first time in Montauk with my friends. It was my birthday weekend. And I was wearing a bucket hat. This is an inappropriate part of the story. Um, I was wearing a bucket hat before they were in, really. So basically
0: you started the bucket hat.
1: Basically. Actually, a friend of mine did. I have to hand it to her, but um, uh-huh. I'm wearing a bucket hat. He comes up to me and asks how I got the bucket hat. And I don't know why I thought it would be funny to say this. This isn't actually even like normally like a joke I would make, but I was pretty drunk. And I said, I sucked 87 dicks for it. And oh, my God. he said, wow, that's a lot of dicks. And I said, you think that's a lot of dicks? I have a friend who sucked like 300. She hasn't, but And if she Uh had, no slut shaming. But um, but anyway, I just thought that was funny. My friend was getting closer that I was saying that. I went off. He came back over, proposed to me.
0: How did this proposal go down? Like, was he like, you seem so fucking cool. Will you marry me?
1: So he came up to actually my best friend Morgan and asked if he could borrow. She has one of those like Cartier love rings. Mm -hmm. And he took her ring and was like, can I borrow it? I want to propose to your friend. And Morgan gave it to him. <laughs> and that is
0: it. really cute. That and is really cute. Yeah.
1: The rest is his...
0: I feel like, and like, obviously want your input on, on all of this because you're a dating expert, but I feel like your nonchalant response to him and just like you talking to him as if you were talking to like one of your guy friends or one of your friends and just like being authentically you and like not like trying to be like perfect was a huge part of why he was so attracted to you.
1: Yeah, I think that was kind of like a theme in our whole relationship. I just think I was like, because I just gotten over what the previous guy and like I had just kind of, I was just over trying to like impress anyone. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, this is what you see is what you get. If you like me, like maybe don't, you know, I don't really care.
0: Exactly. I also feel like there's something to be said about Dating when like you're kind of getting over someone because you just have less at stake. Like you're just like, I'm still kind of invested in this other thing. So like, I don't really have anything to lose type of vibe.
1: Yeah and I just feel like you're almost like so emotionally drained which obviously being emotionally drained is not a good thing but like <laughs> but it can be but yeah, it can be. It's like I don't care. Like I don't want to deal with like the ups and downs and all this stuff. Like I like I don't have enough energy to add something else into my plate.
0: Right yeah. Now. No, exactly. So I don't know how familiar you are with we met at Acme but we're obsessed with astrology.
1: I, I and know you are. And I'm kind of excited to dive into it with you because I'm not super into astrology and I'd love for you to break it down for me.
0: Well, not to be an absolute and complete stalker, but I'm not going to lie to you. I did a deep dive into your Instagram. I'm
1: so happy you did.
0: <laughs> and I had to find out your sign like before I even asked. And as I'm looking to figure out your birthday. I click on a post and it's a birth. It's like a birthday post. So I'm like, perfect, you know, goldmine. And then I look Mm -hmm. down at the date and it says July 5th. We don't have the same
1: birthday,
0: do we? My boyfriend is July 5th. Shut up. I swear (laughs) to God. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is why I like her so much. So funny. And we, and so what is your fiance's birthday?
1: He is April 3rd. He actually just had his birthday.
0: Amazing.
1: That's not that compatible, right? Cancer Aries.
0: And by the way, neither are we. So this is really funny. And this is a a perfect discussion to have. So everyone says that like cancer shouldn't date Libra or Aries, right? Right.
1: And my mom's a Libra. So this is all making a lot of sense. My mom and my friend are... Sorry, fiance. Are so similar. (laughs)
0: Right. It's so funny. So my boyfriend is obviously a Cancer because you have the same birthday. I'm a Libra and okay. my brother-in-law is a Cancer and my sister is an Aries. So oh. like basically everyone is like defying this stuff with the Cancer, Libra, Cancer, Aries thing. And so I mean we actually have a whole episode on like why you should date a sign you're not compatible with and I really believe it. And I'm sure that the rest of your chart somewhere in there is Aries or something that works with an Aries. You know what I mean?
1: I've looked into my chart before and I know I've got some like Aquarius undertones. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what my other ones were, but I remember there was a lot of Aquarius in there.
0: Well, to add to that, I also... So I just listened to the How I Built This episode with Justin, the CEO of Hinge. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can't like keep this out of my mouth because I keep talking about this episode and it's so annoying and redundant. But he is an Aries and his now wife is a Cancer. And they had like a very beautiful love story.
1: I am loving these Aries Cancer success stories. So
0: now you know that it does work. But so what was like the journey like after you guys met at Sloppy Tuna, he did the fake proposal. Then what was the pursuit... Oh, like
1: immediately after that, things took a turn for the worst. because oh, no! <laughs> we have such a dramatic Hollywood story, but we were like aggressively flirting. Okay. All day, and then I go to the bathroom and I come back out to take a group picture with my friends,
0: and course.
1: he's in the background of the picture, kissing another girl.
0: Shut the front door! So I'm just like
1: he's gross. Like I, I wasn't Ew. like. Hurt I was just like, who Ew.
0: proposes to someone and then makes out with another girl,
1: right? So I'm and like, we had this whole like fake, like, we're engaged thing built up. Like, I thought we had kind of a rapport. So I just think he's disgusting. And also at that point, feel so c- comfortable with him that I feel like I can like legitimately be mad at him. It's like, a, yeah, so yeah, ideal.
0: yeah, totally.
1: So we like get in like a, tiff not really a tiff I'm kind of just getting mad at him and he's apologizing and I left I don't think we like I I was not interested in him after that right and he was really persistent I feel like this is such a kind of like tried and true everybody has like a version of this persistence thing but he was he was just kind of funny I've always liked funny guys and he was very funny about it so instead of texting me He would, we were in Montauk for like another, it was like over the 4th, my birthday, Mm -hmm. that weekend. So like we were there for like four or five days. Every single morning he would call me. And I was like, this is insane. This man is like a lunatic. And he'd leave me. Voicemails that were, because obviously I wouldn't answer. He would leave me these voicemails that were like, Hey, babe, uh, going to the store today. Uh, just gonna grab breakfast. Want to see if you and your friends wanted anything. Uh, we're going to like Poppy Junior again. We've got a table at Rush Myers tonight. Like, uh, see you there. Let me know what your plans are. Like, as if we have been dating for seven years, which just leave me these so fun. Every single day. And finally, on the last day, he texted me and was like, If I can take you out and make it up to you. I'll literally take you anywhere you want And when we're back in the city. And we ended up having a great first date. And Where'd was, you go? We went to, I chose actually Grand Banks, but it was like, you know, how like the wait there gets so long. So it ended so up being long. like a two hour wait or something. So we walked from Grand Banks to PRA and I actually think that was the best thing that happened for our first date because it was just like such easy conversation. And that's how I knew like, oh, this could actually be something like it wasn't the same like spark, firework, like I feeling like such a high, high type feeling that I'd felt for guys before. It was just like easy. Like it was Mm -hmm. so uncomfortable and like just felt like we'd known each other for a really long time. And like, it just felt right, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense. And then what's the total time that you guys have now been dating?
1: Our first date was the day after my 23rd birthday. It was July 6th, 2016. So okay. like four and a half years now, about. And what's the age difference between you guys? He is not that much older than me. He's like a little over a year, like 14 months older than me.
0: Saqqara has become a huge part of my routine. I wake up every morning, I take two of their probiotics, I go work out, I make a little yogurt granola bowl, and I add in some of either their metabolism super powder or some like detox drops and it's just the best. Like if I haven't done any of that, I'll just like eat regularly and then use the detox tea in between meals and it's so great. If you haven't started using Sakara, now is the moment that you should because it's just such a great like plan for you. It's especially getting back and emerging into this world and like with the summer coming up, you want to focus on like wellness, but you don't want to do any creepy fad diet. Instead of that, Saqqara actually has organic ready-to-eat meals with powerful plant-based ingredients. They're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. You won't be hungry with these breakfast, lunches, and dinners because it's actually filling meals like that are really plant-rich and they also offer daily wellness essentials, like I mentioned before, the supplements and the herbal teas, like the probiotics and the detox tea. You can experience the metabolism super powder too, which is so perfect for making you regular, like I hate to be, you know, but it's necessary and it's made with organic raw cacao, and it works to boost your energy, eliminate your bloating and minimize your sugar cravings and reduce fatigue, which everyone is going through right now. Sakara offers our listeners 20% off their first order when you go to sacara.com slash Acme or enter code ACME20 at checkout. Don't forget that's S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Acme. Get 20% off your first order. Saqqara.com slash Acme or code ACME20 at checkout. Okay. So you're in this successful relationship. You are engaged. You obviously are very much in love. At this point when you've met him, how deep into your career are you? Are you a relationship expert yet? Are you writing about relationships?
1: I don't think I would have called myself a relationship expert at that point. I still feel like I'm like an expert. (laughs) Whoa. But at that point, I was writing about relationships a lot. Like that was a time where I was like, writing about my personal life more. I mean, I've never written a ton about my personal life. I kind of like to use it as like my inspiration and then I'll get other quotes from people and add it in and like talk to psychologists or whatever and like do more of a reported piece on it. But there's a funny story of when we were first dating. That was one of the first things I loved about him was like, he was so not weird about my job. Like, I mean, I'm sure you've gotten this sometimes too, but like guys can be so weird. When so said, weird it, it's either they're like weird about it or they're dismissive and it's like your like job I'm doing air quotes for people who can't see yeah <laughs> um, he like took it so seriously and like thought it was awesome and loved it and he was at dinner like two weeks into us dating maybe a little more than that and he's telling his friends about me he's like I really like her and they're like what does she do he's like she writes about relationships and he, they were like, does she ever write about you? And he's like, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. They're like, let's look For her up. For some
0: reason, this is giving me Andy Anderson vibes, but continue. This,
1: this, this takes a turn. <laughs> so his friends go to look me up. And my most recent article was how to have sex with a small penis. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> And it wasn't from personal experience. It was like people were telling their stories. Yeah, like, like you like, have a story and it's, it's a good one. sex with a guy who's like on the smaller side. And his friends to this day are like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is too much. Like I am dying for that. My boyfriend's friends would have a field day with that one.
1: It's like, I would say probably his friend's like favorite thing that's ever happened.
0: That's amazing. When we... First started dating, like, uh, you know, I put these polls up all the time. But for people that are new to my Instagram, like, some people think that every poll is from my mouth. About your relationship, like, and it's wild, right? And like, I remember actually at one oh, point, if every single
1: one was about your, right? Mom. So
0: inconsistent. But at one point, I was posting like guys going crazy via text on girls, and like it's still a highlight. Yeah. And just like these guys, like losing their shit at girls, and just like it's so embarrassing. Yeah. Wait, say that again. And cut I out.
1: Remember that story when you put it
0: up. Yeah, yeah, and and a friend reached out, and she was like, Lynn, I am so sorry that all these guys like went crazy on you." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Girl." what are you talking about? Like, these are sourced. Like, oh my God, God forbid. These are all sourced. Like, I I would hope that not one person specifically gets verbally abused that often. Like, that's oh, wild. That
1: horrible.
0: Horrible. But when I was first dating my boyfriend, so he's not on Instagram and he's not on social media, but I do the polls. And, you know, every now and then I will throw in a poll that has to do with my life, Right. And we were dating, I think it was like two months into dating, but he hadn't made it official, right? And, and then I want to ask, like, when, at what point you guys were official, but he, he hadn't made it official. And I was still going out on dates with other people because I was like, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to just like put all my eggs in his basket, yeah. you know? And I put up a poll and it was like, if you're dating someone for two months and like it's going really well, but like someone else asked you out on a date, is it fucked up to like go on the date? Yeah. And apparently, like I thought I was being really, um, sly. <laughs> being sly and coy and whatever. And later that night he was like, yeah, my friends like sent me that poll. Like obviously <laughs> that was you. And I was like,
1: hey.
0: um, what? Like, but it actually was great because it opened up a discussion of like, Him obviously being jealous, which is kind of what I wanted in like anyway. But it's it is definitely funny to put them in that position where they're like, "That's about me," you know, or or not.
1: Yeah, no, Brian, my fiance, definitely like would love for me to write about him more. Like he he would love it. Oh, I'm sure.
0: Oh, he's an Aries, of course (laughs) he'd love that.
1: He loves that stuff, so it like works out well, but. No, I don't write about him that much. And it's like pretty funny when people think I do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait. So how long into dating did you guys become like officially boyfriend and girlfriend?
1: I feel like kind of a while. We became exclusive first. And then that just kind of was like a natural, like, um, well, not really natural. I was like so anxious because I saw he had Bumble on his phone. Um <laughs> But I mustered up the courage to say something and it ended up being no big deal. And
0: what did you say? Just like, why do you have this dating app?
1: I mean, it took me multiple tries. But when I finally said it, I was just like, I noticed you had because I wasn't like going through his phone. And that's what was so scary was I didn't want him to think that I like was snooping or anything. Yeah. We were out one night and he was showing me something on his phone and I saw a bumble on there. And so I was like, are we, because we'd been together kind of like a while at that point. It might, What's a while? I want to say like three or four months.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So like, we'd been like seeing each other. I'm just like naturally a very monogamous person. Like, I don't really like feel like seeing other people when I'm seeing one person, but I don't think I really assumed we were exclusive. I just, it was kind of getting to the point where it's like, I don't really know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I saw Bumble fully spiraled. Tried to bring it up one night, wound up getting drunk and not bringing it up. And then the next morning, tried to bring it up again, threw up instead, and then ended up going to Italy for a week, (laughs) Um, came back, (laughs) finally brought it up. And I just was like, I saw it on your phone when you were showing me something. I'm, I think I, I don't remember what, I probably sounded like just so nervous, but whatever. I I ripped the bandaid. I forced myself to say it. And he was like, so nice about it. <laughs> he was just like, oh, I'll delete off my phone right now. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I assumed we were exclusive. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> right. And so that's how I exclusive. And then he asked me to be his girlfriend. I remember it was sometime in November. I don't know the exact day. And I had met his family, like two weeks into us, like casually dating. Like I just kind of, he's really close with his family. So it wasn't even like, and I'm really close with my family. So to me, that's not weird. And it wasn't weird to him. So I had like been hanging out with them for months at this point. Mm -hmm. And his sister-in-law kept introducing me as his girlfriend. And we came home that night and he was like, so like everybody else calls you my girlfriend already. Do you mind if I also call you my girlfriend? (laughs)
0: Oh, that's really cute. I love that. This May and every May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And this is a very near and dear thing to my heart. I am always talking about how important your mental health is. I went through a really bad depression when I was 23. And I finally gave in and realized what was best for me and started therapy. And it was the best decision I ever made. And now here we are again, hopefully at the end of a pandemic and everyone's just feeling it. Like everyone is emotional and tired and stressed and just lethargic and nervous about getting back into the world. And the best way that you could spend your money, your time, and your energy is by truly talking to somebody And that's why I am so grateful that We Met at Acme is working with a company like Talkspace. I can't recommend it enough. Basically, you sign up online and you can start therapy the same day as you sign up. Because, you know, I know that when I know... Like when I have lists of things I want to talk about, it's so frustrating to like not be able to immediately tell my therapist but you can start that day. You can text, you can video, you can send voice notes to your therapist instead of sending voice notes to your friends and inundating their texts. Talkspace lets you send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the Talkspace platform 24-7. You can set goals with them, they hold you accountable, and they make sure that you're really progressing. And like, you can go through a couple of them before you choose one because therapy like your relationship with your therapist is just as important as your real relationship as any relationship. And Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform for a reason. It has thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. I really think that it's time for you to start. If you're therapy curious, don't wait another second. Take this as your cue. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code ACME to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's ACME as the code and Talkspace.com now. We had sourced like a few questions for you. So... Let me see if there are any good ones. And then I want to get into the book a little bit. Somebody asked good ways to meet people organically, not through apps. I feel like this one comes up a lot.
1: I feel like I've gotten this on literally like every podcast I've been on. It's so hard right now because I just don't think it's obviously not as... Actually, the last bar I went to was Acme, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) Um, But you're not going out all the time. So it's, it's harder obviously to meet people, but I think just like being open and like maybe being a little more forward than you otherwise would be like, it's just cause everybody's like at their seated tables and stuff. So maybe this is a time where like you can send someone a drink or something, or like just be a little more forward than you otherwise would be. Don't like stress yourself out and put yourself totally out of your comfort zone, but like if you like someone shoot your shot. That's what I would say if you're not trying to use the apps. I'm all for using the apps.
0: Yeah, I like that and agree. How soon is too soon to sleep with someone you're newly seeing?
1: I really just feel like too soon is if you're not feeling ready. Like if mm-hmm. you're feeling like I'm sleeping with them just because I feel like I have to sleep with them or because like they really want to sleep with me right now, but I'm not really ready to. It's too soon. I think if you're really wanting to and like down to and excited to, that's the right time. Mm-hmm.
0: All of my friends are in relationships but me. I can't help but feel like there's something wrong with me.
1: I there's like no question there. But... I was uh, the last, one of the last of my friends to be in a relationship. Really? At 23? At 23. Well, I mean like Wild. people have just had boyfriends before, you know, like right. right. In high school or whatever. Like it was like, people had used that term before and I had never used that before. And it felt really big to me at the time. But like, I just think like, first of all, it's getting so normal to not enter your first like official relationship until you're older. I feel like I talked about this when I went on Girls Gotta Eat, but people like message me about it all the time being like, oh my God, I feel so weird that I'm like, insert age here. Literally it'll be like 17 and have never had a boyfriend or like 27 and had never had a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. And it's such a common problem. I think just realizing that a, it's not even a problem. It's not that big of a deal. And like, even if you haven't had an official relationship, you've had like some sort of experience or relationship. And I'm like looking back on it. So happy that I hadn't been in a serious relationship until I was in one, because I feel like I got to focus on my friendships. I got to really like think about what I wanted and like know my like deal breakers and just know myself more.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I think especially when you're 23, but even if you're like 30, just because your friends are in relationships, like doesn't mean that they're going to be happier than you in like at the end Uh of the day, you know? That's
1: a good point. Yeah, it's not like a fix-all. Nothing's going to really change.
0: Exactly. Somebody asked, How did you get into sex and dating specifically? It's
1: a good Um, question. um, It was kind of honestly pretty random. Like I've always actually been interested in sex and dating, but I had been working at summer camps every summer and I just kind of realized like it was my summer going into senior year. I needed a real internship. I was like, what do I want to do? And one of my best friends from college, Nora, shout out to Nora. She's a listener. Uh, Love her. She suggested, she was like, oh, I always saw you working in magazines. And like my favorite magazine was Cosmo. So I applied to work at Cosmo and I ended up getting that internship. And like that really was what threw me into sex and dating and like turned this passion on for me. Cause I was just like, I can't believe this is what people do like and get paid to do. Like, this is so fun. Like you just get to sit around and like, think about dating and like do research on all these different topics that are like more casual topics that you're usually just talking about with your best friend. Like I just, I loved it. And so I just kind of kept on that theme.
0: I love that. And I feel like Sometimes our friends just like know us better than we know ourselves, which is really nice. Somebody said, I'm in college and the only one of my friends who's a virgin. Should I just have sex with someone?
1: I think if you want to, sure. Like I have some friends who lost their virginities by like, just they felt like they were ready and they just wanted to have sex. But I wouldn't do it just because all of your friends have had sex. I think Mm -hmm. if you feel ready and you want to do it, I lost my virginity later. And I felt like I kind What's of later 20.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like I kind of was at that point where I just kind of wanted to, like, I feel like when you wait longer, you get in this situation in your head where you're like, oh, well, like now it's a big deal because I've waited a long time and now I can't just lose it to anybody. And then it becomes this whole thing, or at least it did for me. Right. But, um, I really think it's just a matter of when you're ready. Like I just knew when I was ready, like I just had a feeling that I wanted to do it. And I think I don't regret it because of that. But I have friends who forced it and did it because they felt like they had to do it or the guy they were seeing really wanted to do it and they felt weird. And that 100% of the time wound up making them feel sad. So I wouldn't force yourself to do it before you're
0: ready. Yeah. Don't force yourself to do anything really. Moving away from user questions. I have some questions about your book. Just send the text. I feel like my entire life is like, just don't send the text. Um,
1: <laughs> I get those from a lot of people.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what is like, your goal behind this book? And do you truly believe you should just send the text in any circumstance or is it unique?
1: I think of it as like a metaphor for just being your most authentic self. The book was Mm -hmm. actually originally supposed to be called Date Like He's Obsessed With You. And it was like, just that confidence of like we were saying earlier, like when I first met Brian and I was just like talking to him, like he was a friend or whatever, like that confidence of almost like, how would you act if you knew this person already liked you and then go ahead and act that way because the right person does already like you. I think if you're the type of person who like wants to wait, I like some people take like comfort in like playing those games and like, just like waiting to text them back and like being more measured. That's fine. Go for Mm -hmm. it. But like for me, I think I would get really in my head about being like that girl, like that cool girl, that, that's like the girl that gets the guy, the chill girl, the girl who like doesn't care. And I think it wound up being so much more stressful for me trying to like be this, this person who I thought is this perfect person that guys like or whatever. Yeah. So I think it's more just kind of like, what do you think will make you feel the best? I say it a million times in the book, like it's not necessarily a get the guy technique. It's a chill out for yourself technique.
0: Yeah. And I love that. And like that I can stand behind, like just send the text when they're clearly not into you. Not a fan of that. Right. But like, just be authentic to yourself and act how you would act, whether or not you really liked this person is is something I can stand behind. And like, I think it's funny you mentioned like the, the chill girl, the cool girl that doesn't exist. Like my friends and I had a term for her growing up called tag and it's that easygoing girl. And
1: <laughs> that's no exactly one's tag. I wanted to be tagged so badly. And no I'm so tagged. not tagged.
0: <laughs> no one is tagged. And anyone pretending to be tagged is like trying to like hook up with that person that they're like trying to be tagged around or someone in the orbit. Um, mm-hmm. So like, let's normalize not being tagged. Tag doesn't exist. Like, sorry, guys.
1: Yeah, that's what just in the text is really. That's the heart of it is just like, don't be tagged. I call her Eunice in my book, but...
0: I love it. And tag is also boring. Like, don't you want someone who has opinions?
1: Like, why would it not be cool to actually, like, be a multifaceted human being?
0: I don't know. But I am anti-tag. So we are going to do some rapid fire poll questions. I found it. And I'm really excited. Okay, just a few today. You're dating someone for four years. And it's been two years since the breakup. Your best friend matches with them on a dating app. The best friend says she did it. I don't know why we're calling this a best friend at this point, but says she did it.
1: I felt like a knife in my heart. (laughs) Uh
0: huh. Because she thought it was funny. Is this funny? I
1: I don't find it funny.
0: I would agree. And then a follow-up to that. Is it weirder that the best friend swiped right or that the ex did? Best friend. I agree best friend is trash
1: like he's done for you but like she still owes you loyalty
0: agreed is it a red flag or okay if you love your mom more than you love your partner
1: (laughs) um I just feel like it's different kinds of love exactly like I arguably like like you don't want to
0: fuck your mom you know no,
1: it's different it's It's different
0: you can't compare you're in love with your significant other, but oftentimes you feel embarrassed being with them in public/slash bringing them around your friends. Is it doomed? Yes or no?
1: Um, I actually don't think it is. I think sometimes in the beginning of relate, I guess I don't know how long we've been together, but I think in the beginning of a relationship, I've I felt like this sometimes, and like I think some of my friends have felt this way with new partners. Like it's a lot. Like it can be really stressful to bring your partner around all your friends and like be thinking about how they're thinking of him and like whether or not they like him. I think it's okay.
0: I agree. But if like deep into your relationship, you're still feeling this way. Yes.
1: I think that's something that like, if you're a year in and you're still feeling like that, it might be something to check in with. Like, what is it about them that do you find embarrassing? Right. But if it's like the beginning stages, there's usually a friend who's going to be like tough on him or whatever. And like, Yeah.
0: That's it's true. Normal. Someone likes you on a dating app and writes, am I an asshole if I ask for your friend's number? Are they an asshole or is that okay? I
1: kind of think they're an asshole. I mean, yeah, yeah I just, I don't love
0: Right, it. and like if they have to ask, they know they are too. Yeah. You send your significant other a racy picture and they respond with have a good day. <laughs> this is savage. Is that a red flag or a deal breaker?
1: <laughs> Honestly... I feel like this is something like my fiance would accidentally do. Like
0: Oh my God. I would murder. I would murder.
1: Like, but he hasn't to be clear. (laughs) I'd be like, have
0: a good day too, now that you're single and like can do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, that's atrocious. (laughs) (laughs) That's really horrible.
0: I don't know. I'd be like, I'd be like, that's not what the other guy sent it to said (laughs) to me.
1: (laughs) That's a great comeback. I'm horrible at comebacks. You should say that. (laughs)
0: okay last one you've been seeing someone for about a month they just went on spring break who goes on spring break still and told you that they slept in the same bed as a person of their desired gender one night but promises they didn't do anything red flag or deal breaker
1: um I just feel like I've been in share house situations like in a spring breaking type place where like sometimes you do just end up sleeping with someone like random ends up in your bed but I don't know who this person is. I don't know
0: the situation. I think we're being too nice to this person. I think they're trash.
1: Yeah. I just But I, like I
0: respect he, your your um optimism.
1: Even the fact that he had to like like I feel like if it was so not a big deal it wouldn't even really need to be a conversation. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Sounds sus to me, but I'm a a true skeptic. But Candace, can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice that maybe it's like something from your book or just something that you really believe in or has helped you?
1: Um, anyone who's worth your time is already into you. So stop stressing.
0: I love that. That's a serious motto that I can stand behind. Where can everybody find you, follow you and read the book?
1: that you can follow me at Candace Jalili it's just my first and last name um, on Instagram that's where I'm the most active but even there I'm like sometimes active sometimes not so uh-huh. you'll see and buy my book it's everywhere that you can buy books
0: awesome thank you so much Candace. of
1: course thank you for having me this was so fun